Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Elaine Park, the author of The Habits of Unity, 12 Months to a Stronger America, One Citizen at a Time. And she's the creator of the program we can and need to participate in. This book is a monthly guide that helps us focus on good habits to be good people, citizens, parents, friends, community members. October's focus is be patient and listen, and Elaine's going to guide us through some simple ways to accomplish this. Elaine Park, good morning. It's so great to have you back with us once again. I can't tell tell you how much I appreciate being with you every month, Kate. And this month coming up is one of my favorite months, October, be patient and listen. So we'll we'll have a lot of fun talking about that, and we will patiently enjoy our conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. And I I love this because it uh, things have been so, it's such a fast track, it seems. And to come to this month that says, be patient and listen, it feels like something very soothing and uh, just like being given a bomb to, uh, to calm us. So um, I think you were telling me earlier that October is your month. Yes, I always consider October my month because I've been spent my whole life being, you know, fairly productive and project after project and just always have something on my plate. And I just feel that the idea of being patient and listening is, is the month that it gives me a chance, at least as much as August, which is know who you are, but being patient and just stepping back and listening to others rather than being filled with yourself um, is just a very nice way to go through the month, especially in these times. Actually, the opening paragraph of the introduction to October in the book, I think a lot of people in your audience might help their, set their frame of mind as they begin the month of October. It says, having known about and lived through the 12-month cycle of the Unity Habits for 30 years now, I welcome October as the month to rest my weary soul. I see peaceful joy in the breathtakingly colorful autumn nature show outside my home and office. I love the sense of calm and quiet, appreciation of beauty that I feel under the influence of be patient and listen. And, you know, the month's color is slow down lavender. I think that's one of the most fun named colors. You know, each color for each of the months has a name. But I just think it's so fun that this month the color is slow down lavender. And right now, while I'm talking to you, I'm wearing a little slow down lavender. And you know, the thing about lavender that is beautiful, besides its being this gorgeous plant, is lavender is used either, you know, having sprigs of it, you know, in a little satchel, but um, it's also made into kind of like creams. And you can use it to calm yourself to go to sleep. Absolutely. I mean, it's just been so interesting over all these 30 years how beautifully everything sort of comes together. I mean, the the 12-month cycle is sort of organic. You know, the colors sort of fit with the habits and the cute names for the color. And in this case, the color brings in the herb. And and it is. Lavender is a calming purple (laughs) which, of course, is why the color is named that. And it's just a, the scent of it is a very calming scent. 
as well as the color. So it's just so nice how it works. So anyone in your audience that wants to use October as, you know, a month to kind of sit back and slow down a little bit and be more patient with others and do a little more listening and feel a little more peaceful in their soul, you know, grab a little lavender (laughs) and enjoy the month of October. Right. And this month we even have an extra day that we can practice this particular attitude of being patient and listening because there are 31 days. But that's the thing. That's what it takes to create a habit. So if we could really focus on this, and heaven knows we do need patience in our lives, and listening goes hand in hand with that. If we listen, we're going to be able, as we'll find out through through some of the quotes and sayings for the various days of the month, that there is something about it that is very beneficial for us. So as we look at the month, and you say it's your favorite month because you need it, does anything in particular stand out to you, Elaine? In terms of the inspirations for the month? Yes. Well, really, there is a poem, again, at the start of the month. That's a little bit long, but it's beautiful. And if your audience, it's by a man named David L. Weatherford. He's a child psychologist here in the United States. And I just think it's a wonderful poem. I don't know whether you noticed it when you were looking at the book. Oh, yes. But I, I'd like to share that with your audience. Maybe, like, I'll read three stanzas and then you read three stanzas if you've got your book open. I do, right to that page. So it's called... That poem is called Slow Dance. Have you ever watched kids on a merry-go-round or listened to the rain slapping on the ground? Ever followed a butterfly's flight or gazed at the sun into the fading night? You better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. Do you run through each day on the fly? When you ask, how are you, do you hear the reply? When the day is done, do you lie in your bed with the next hundred chores running through your head? You'd better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. Ever told your child, we'll do it tomorrow, and in your haste, not see their sorrow? Ever lost touch? Let a good friendship die. Because you never had time to call and say hi. You better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. When you run so fast to get somewhere, you miss half the fun of getting there. When you worry and hurry through your day, it is like an unopened gift thrown away. Life is not a race. Do take it slower. Hear the music before the song is over. So I hope all your listeners this morning will sort of take the stanzas of that poem into their heart and, you know, realize that, you know, there's just beauty in every moment. I mean, we don't, we don't have to be doing something every moment. There could be moments where we're patient and we just take it in. I took my little puppy on a long walk this morning in the neighborhood and you know, by the time I got back, I kind of, I could just, I had noticed just a little patch of red on this tree or that tree. You know, my head wasn't 
my head wasn't in the, all the projects I've been doing, but I was just enjoying the the crispness. So this is the first morning that I took out a pair of gloves and put them on out of my pocket because it's just a little bit brisk. And, you know, I spent the whole walk with my little puppy, just in the moment with the puppy and and enjoying him sniffing the ground and tugging at the leash when a squirrel runs by. And, you know, I was sort of practicing that poem this morning when I was on the walk with my puppy. And actually, you know, as you talked about the puppy sniffing the ground and checking it out, I was thinking of how our pets do that. I noticed that with my dog, how they, they check things out. They are in the moment, finding they out are. what's there. You know, there's that discovery going on, whereas we could just, yeah, we so often just fly through it. Taking that time to just slow down and taking a pet for a walk is definitely a great way to really do that. And, you know, similarly, actually, as I mentioned how dogs keep us in the moment, I'm going to go back to Slow Dance, the poem we were just reading for Mm -hmm. a moment, because all of it, you know, just there's so much in each stanza that really speaks loudly to our lives. But the thing that really touched me was um, saying, ever told your child, will do it tomorrow and in your haste not see his sorrow. And children really pick up on that they we could learn so much from children because they are in the moment they they they're in that way similar to how puppies sniff around and check things out that we can really learn that if we're struggling with finding time to be patient uh maybe make that a goal is to watch a child or if we have a child, watch them to see how they are as they move through their day. And really they have so much energy because they're not letting things like worry weigh them down. Exactly. And also being patient and listening are two very, very important parenting skills because as that line in the poem suggests, you know, the parent wasn't listening or noticing the child's disappointment, whether the child verbalized it or whether it was just in their face. You don't always have to listen with your ears. You can listen with your observations about other people and see what's going on with them. So, you know, in that case, a parent says, you know, I'm going to do it tomorrow when they promised it today. And the child either speaks their disappointment or shows the disappointment and the parent isn't, quote unquote, listening, you know, isn't noticing what it means. I think the goal for the month kind of fits in with parenting, too. Find the patience to make cherished memories out of more moments this month. I mean, I think of all the negativity going on and the division and the just nastiness, and I just think to myself, what kind of memory is that? I mean, we're building a level of hate and stress, making the moments that we're spending during the day being angry, cutting in front of people. I mean, I'm noticing it. I don't know whether you're noticing it where you are. I'm just noticing less patience and less basic civility on the part of other people, just in normal daily lives. I mean, the good people are still there. I always mind that when I take my puppy to the grocery store. (laughs) I have to be patient because going to the grocery with my puppy takes at least another 20 minutes longer than what if I did if I went without the puppy. (laughs) Sure. Because you're in the aisle and 
someone comes up to the puppy, and then pretty soon they're showing you the pictures of their dog. <laughs> but isn't there a good thing in that? There's that benefit of then making connections. Oh, yes. Right? So that's the thing. When you're when you're having the patients, you've got a grocery list. You know, normally going to the grocery is a task and a chore, and you don't think about doing it patiently. If you're going to take your dog to the store, you have to be patient. <laughs> Right. So there's a good way to practice that. Hopefully, if we have a puppy, if we don't, well, maybe we can borrow our <laughs> our neighbor's puppy to practice how that will instill patience in us. Right. No, I can't, you know, roll through my trip to the grocery, tick, 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 run down my list like I used to. And when I see how much happiness it brings to other people, and I don't think you really need a puppy. I mean, you can find moments in a building full of strangers, whether it's a grocery store or any other situation like that, you can find moments when as long as you're patient and you listen and, and are aware of the people around you. The other day I was trying to get something off the top shelf and a man came over who was taller than I was and got it off the top shelf. You can find ways of making even what appears to be a daily task into something enjoyable and bringing happiness and lightheartedness to people's days, if you're patient. Yes. And that's why this is a great month to make it, that being the focus, helps us to say, okay, I am practicing this. So each day, keep practicing, and we might forget and, you know, restart again later in the day to practice. Right. Last month was Do Your Best. On October 15th, I think the inspiration for the day kind of fits into that. It says, breaking up a daunting task into smaller pieces makes all the difference. Writing this book, for me, is a great example of that. As a former advertising copywriter, I have written soundbite-length copy all my life. I'm sure I've written many book lengths of it, but never added it up. When I decided to write a book, the task seemed impossible. I thought I could never write a 200 or 300 pages all at once. But I treated each day as one sound bite of writing, day by day, and sooner than I thought the book was done. Life is a trial, mile by mile. Life is hard, yard by yard. But life is a cinch, inch by inch. That's an old English saying. And here's one that's kind of cute. Life is entirely too time consuming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I love that you share this about your journey with the book, Elaine, because that shows us how to approach projects rather than feeling overwhelmed and it is daunting, to really take it moment by moment, piece by piece, day by day. And then we find, as you found, oh my goodness, the book is done. Exactly. There's another one a couple days later about Thomas Edison. I wanted to find a quote from Thomas Edison about the subject of being patient and listening. Most of us know the story of how he tried a thousand ways to make a light bulb before he was successful. His effort is proof of the fact that the really valuable achievements in life do not come easily. The real secret to success is simply having patience, stick with it, and don't quit. Genius begins great work. Labor alone finishes them, and boy, is that the truth. And I can tell you from writing this book, and any other author who's written a book, or anyone who's completed a huge project, 
it's the labor. You could have the bright idea. I mean, I had the idea that each month could become a brand name for a habit that would help us all come together and be more unified and have happier lives. But that was 30 years ago. You know, everything since the idea has been labor, putting in the time, talking to you, talking to your audience, sharing the idea of October Be Patient and Listen with your friends in, in Seattle. It's just continuing to put in the time so that everyone out there is able to take advantage of how they can be happier and lead better lives if they follow that pattern. And isn't that really at the crux of it? Isn't that what we're looking for is to find that kind of peace and understanding? And we don't like the confrontation and the bickering and kind of all the negativity. It weighs on us. You know, that's just like children bounce around and have lots of energy. If they were really having to think seriously about stuff, and then they'd be exhausted like so many adults are. We need to, again, take that cue. And the way to really do that is through these habits of being able to make changes within ourselves, slowing down, paying attention, and savoring moments. Well, that on October 30th, it says, Patience is a key to happiness. It's the difference between feeling out of control in your life and feeling as though all things are happening in some order, except that we don't understand everything. But trusting in the butterfly can bring happiness to moments that otherwise would be rushed into nothingness. I love that sentence. Mm-hmm. Moments that would be rushed into nothingness. Isn't that a great sentence? Yes. Happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will elude you. But if you turn your attention to other things, it comes and softly sits on your shoulder. That's a quote by Viktor Frankl. Do you remember him? He wrote the book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Yes. He was a Holocaust survivor. Yes. So, I mean, happiness is like a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And I think too often in today's world, we're searching for happiness in things. You know, I'm going to be happier if I buy this or I'm able to get that. And again, the happiness for me is some nice person in a grocery aisle showing me a picture of their dog. (laughs) (laughs) And I think even the person bringing down something from the higher shelf, that's happiness. It's like, oh, you solved my problem. How kind of you. Yes, of course. And you're able to say thank you. And they leave the store. And so you know, when you spend your hour at the grocery store and you've bought all the things on your list, You've also left, you know, maybe you're 100 people if you've got a dog, maybe a slightly <laughs> fewer if you don't. <laughs> right. Yes. Feeling that you've put a smile on their face. Yes. And isn't that what it's about? That's like that elusive butterfly that's become real that feel lighter because people have smiled and felt more uplifted and you didn't, well, you don't say, I'm doing this because I want this to happen. But it just, right. when it's naturally a part of us, it just becomes that way. And people feel so much better in our presence. Exactly. Do you have any of the day inspirations that you especially like? Oh, I'm, I marked down quite a few of them. One of them, I'm going to go back a few days to October 26th. And I love it because it refers to nature. Make this a quiet day where the world comes into your heart with beauty and grace. Enjoy the simplicity of today. And Rolf Waldo Emerson writes, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. 
and oh my. and and you know, and that sort of brings it kind of full circle in a way that you were saying how you you love walking out in nature during this time because it's so colorful and things are changing but yes if we really look at nature nature shows us the way not rushing except when there's maybe a hurricane but otherwise nature is just really very patient, seeing the plants, the trees grow day by day, moment by moment. Well, I don't know what it was like for you in Seattle, but September 21st, which is the first day of fall, mm-hmm. um, well, the day before, it was like practically 90. And September 20th, is practically 90. And September 21st, the first day of fall here, I mean, the temperature just plummeted. I mean, plummeted to... 40s and 50s. And, hit. and, you know, your first reaction is, oh, it's getting cold and I'm cold and whatever, whatever. And then, you know, you go out for your first walk and you remember how much you enjoy the brisk kiss of the crisp air on your cheeks. And, you know, you haven't felt that for at least the prior five or six months. And you start to appreciate what it is you just love about the brisk crisp weather and cozying up with a sweater over your outfit that you haven't had on all summer Mm -hmm. and watching little spots of color start to appear here and there in the trees. You know, you just don't see those things if you aren't, if that poem, you know, slow down, you move too fast. Yes. um, Is running your life because the music won't last. You know, a quote, my very last quote of the book on October 31st by Marie Rilke, Letters to a Young Poet. I mean, that's been a favorite quote of mine, like, my whole life since I was quite young. And I'd like to read that. Please. And maybe you can see. Oh, here, when I was just 19, I read this passage from Letters to a Young Poet. Since then, it has been an anchor of perspective for my entire life's journey. Have patience with everything unresolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves as if they were glorious books of mystery. Don't search for the answers, which could not be given to you now, because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Perhaps then, someday, far into the future, you will graduate without even noticing it. Live your way into the answer. And that's from Marie Rilke's book, Letters to a Young Poet. And I, that's been a guidepost for my life since I was very young. So that has to be so precious because you have now lived it. You read that yeah. at a young age. It gave you some vision, some philosophy to guide you. And then as time went on, you're seeing the realization of that. Exactly. Right. Then you know, underneath, I closed the month with, as we leave October, that Rilke's quote, anchor us on our journey together. Yes, that is so beautiful. It's such wisdom. So I'm going to say, even when there's wisdom, and sometimes we get to a point we forget all about that and being patient. I love this going back a couple of days to October 29th. When okay, you go ahead. when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot, hang on, and swing. <laughs> <laughs> That's Leo Bascaglia. <laughs> yes, he wrote that. What was his book called? Love or Oh, it's called Love. 
Oh, my goodness. It doesn't say it here, but I know I've read him years and years ago. Right. About... It was very popular. The book he wrote at that time, I know it was about love. I don't know whether the book was called Just Plain Love, but mm. it was about love, you know, the power of love in our lives. Yes, exactly. And, and that's true here, too, that, you know, we focus on wanting and, and aiming to do the right things and live well, and there are going to be challenges. So, yes. Tie a knot at the end of the rope. I just love that. It's, you know, add a little bit of, of humor and a smile, and it, it'll help us to kind of sail on through a little more smoothly. Well, then the challenge that I give the reader for that day is tie a knot at the end of your rope. Now start swinging and enjoying the ride. <laughs> See, a, a brand new adventure we didn't anticipate uh, showing exactly. up there. And and that's the thing about taking time then to savor the experiences in our life that, you know, it may not be what we thought would be the outcome, but enjoy what happened because there's, you know, a new adventure there. Absolutely no question about it. You know, there's a quote, some, I can't forget which, which, which month I put it in, but it falls into what we're talking about right now. And it ties in with the memories thing, but it's a wonderful quote that's like, make moments into memories that you want to live with the rest of your life. In other words, when people are in rages and fighting and and nobody is enjoying any of it, when you're acting in those ways and road rage and letting your life get away from you and not having patience and not listening to others. Are those moments going to be moments that you're going to want to look back on and cherish the rest of your life? No, those are really gut-wrenching or heartbreaking moments. So sort of a goal for each of us as human beings living in a rather difficult society right now is get up in the morning and think of the day ahead of you as the moments that you're spending, whether you've gone to a store and spent money or not. No matter what you're doing, every morning when you wake up, you start spending the minutes of that day. And you're making memories. Or you're using your time doing things you'd rather forget. And you don't want to do things you'd rather forget. You want to do things that will make memories that you're going to want to enjoy and cherish. And that is what this wonderful book and the the time that we spend at the beginning of each month on the Habits of Unity, 12 Months to a Stronger America, One Citizen at a Time. That's each of us. That's what empowers us and helps us to feel less alone, I think, or less yes, powerless, right? Right. So this book is just the greatest toolkit that we could possibly find. Money well worth spent because we're going to use it and reuse it and share it. And we also have your website, Elaine, which is such a wealth of information. Let's share that. It's 12 Habits for All of Us. And the 12 and the 4 are numbers. So it's 12habitsforallofus.org. And the book, The Habits of Unity, is available on Amazon. And I have to chuckle because, you know, the sales are growing. We're not at New York Times bestseller yet, but the sales are growing. And I think even though you don't have a mechanism for feedback of your your audience, I keep thinking maybe a lot of your audience in Seattle are, are getting the book and getting on the monthly program and uplifting their lives and finding more happiness because they're practicing the 12 Habits. 
well, I trust that that is happening at whatever rate that it is, and that in the process of doing this, when we do that, we can't help but enrich our own lives. We can't change that. It's just a law of nature that as we do good, we can't help but have it come back over us as well. Absolutely. And once again, Kate, I thoroughly enjoy my half hour with you and your audience on Sunday morning, and I look forward to seeing you next month. And Shall we leave leave next next month's habit as surprise if you want to tell them? You go ahead. So next month is is also one of my favorites, which is show a positive attitude. (laughs) Well, Elaine Park, as always, it's just such a gift to spend time with you. Thank you so much for your passion, your energy, and for being such a source of good in the world. I appreciate you, Kate, and thank you so very much, and have a lovely week. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Elaine Park and Sunday Morning Magazine with Aubrey Zoli. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or to share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then enter either of the show names and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of practicing patience, listening, and being involved in our wonderful community. Have a week of the same and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.